Hey everybody, welcome to After Buzz TV's after show for NBC's new series, Game of Silence. Tonight we'll be recapping season one, episode three, and we have a very special guest, Nikki Tomlinson, in the studio live, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Shall we sway again? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Always start with the sway. Hey, Nikki Swain with us too. Yes. <laughs> but hers has a little sass to it. That's right. Yeah. Musical theater a, major. A remix for the song next week. Yeah. So we can turn it up a little bit here. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in again. We are talking about NBC's new series, Game of Silence. I'm Miera Jennings. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miera Jennings. And I am joined by my lovely panel of co-hosts here. Hey guys, Leslie Ambrice here. You can follow me on Twitter at In Less Than No Time, and Les has just one S. Hey guys, I'm Abby Vega. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at underscore Abby Vega. And I'm Nikki Preston. You can find me on Facebook and Twitter at Nikki Preston TV and Instagram at Nikki.Preston. And let's throw it to our special guest over Yay. here. Where can they find you, Nikki? Hi, I'm Nikki Tomlinson. You can find me on Twitter at Nikki Tomlinson and Instagram at Nikki, Tom Nikki Tomlinson LA. Nice. nice, yes, follow all of us. Yes. So another out. another action-packed episode, oh, as God, usual. Yeah. We should not expect anything less for the rest of the season. No. Um, so we're going to go ahead and recap as, you know, as thoroughly as possible, but in a timely manner because we want to get to our special guest and all the awesome stuff she's doing. Yes. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get started. Uh, we got a lot of backstory this mm -hmm. episode. Mm -hmm. So let's go ahead and start with the bad guys here so we can get them out of the way. <laughs> not no one them. wants to talk about right. That. No, no, okay, no. so let's talk about Terry and his brother Dennis. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we can't stand them. Since mm -hmm. episode one, um, they were tormenting the other guys' equipment when they were younger, and now they're involved in the drug operation. They're still involved with a warden. Uh, let's talk about the flashbacks that we got and kind of how those influence the people that they are now. I think the flashbacks, like we mentioned before, are so mm -hmm. integral to the show. Um, what did you guys think about the flashbacks that we saw just from them and their family? I mean, even seeing the f one um, scene where the dad gets shot because of the drive-by, mm -hmm. and you see that Dennis goes to, like, help and is, like, trying to, like, comfort and, like, help them out, and then Terry just, like, books it. Like, no, we need to go now. I feel like that's where you really, really see their personalities and, like, what's more important to each of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. I, for me, I focused in the flashbacks more on Dennis because, to me, he seems... Like, he is really trying to better himself. And one thing that really spoke to me when was the episode, the, not the episode, the scene with you, actually, mm -hmm. when Dennis was talking to you and you kind of were, your character was saying how he's a good person. Yeah, boots. And mm -hmm. then it does a flashback of Dennis seeing himself mm -hmm. kind of bullying one of the kids in equipment. Mm -hmm. And I thought it was great how he goes, you know, even good people are capable of doing bad things. And I think that sums up a lot of kind of what this show is. And, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, I thought that was pretty awesome. It shows how Dennis really is trying. He, You can tell he doesn't want to be part of this anymore. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He's trying to get out. But Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I was thinking the flashback shows so much. Mm -hmm. Like, Dennis really, even though he's done some bad things, isn't that bad of a guy. And, I mean, even Terry, I mean, even though he was involved in drugs, he's... He's bad, but it shows why he's that way, you know. It was definitely because of his past and how he was brought up, and to watch his father be shot like that right in front of his face, I mean, that's got to affect you. 
Absolutely. But I that mean, wasn't his it father. Wasn't Dennis's well, dad. yeah, so oh, it's yeah. Dennis's dad and not his, which is a good point also yes. as to the difference between their approaches in the mm-hmm. situation. So Yeah. I just want to ask you, working on this, and obviously you already know everything that happens, but (laughs) we know uh, Terry in particular is just such a bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, And we see Annie talking to Dennis Mm -hmm. in this episode, and he's really sympathizing with her and and thinking about that. Do you think there's room to feel bad for Dennis and Terry because of what they've been through, and that's why they're like how they are now? Or do you think... People like that should just be written off. Well, I think, uh, speaking from the character's perspective, yeah. Annie, I don't think she knew oh, yeah, who yeah, this yeah. was. Exactly. I don't think she had a clue. This is yeah. just a grief counselor coming from the church. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so she's going to trust that. Mm-hmm. And so she's talking to him, and she has no reason to suspect that he's anything other than that. Yeah. Um, from my perspective as the actress, I, I think there's always so much to be said for where people come from and yeah. their upbringing and how they're raised and why they do what they do, which I think is a part of what this show addresses. And so I I don't know. I personally don't believe there are bad people. I think that people come from where they came from, and that's why they do what they do yeah. today. And mm-hmm. so, yeah, and good, yeah. I'm even wondering, too, with Jackson, because he kept thinking back, and when he was trying to, um, you know, find his... Um, client not guilty Mm -hmm. he was it was kind of showing like how he may have done some bad things too in his past maybe when he was in Quitman he did bad things as well but he he realizes that good people turn bad when they're there and you're right it's definitely Mm -hmm. uh, keeps recurring over and over in the show Mm -hmm. yeah I agree and Mm -hmm. I'm glad you brought that up because that's a perfect segue for the next topic Uh, so we see Jackson and his fiance working on this court case with an 18 year old who is potentially going to be tried as an adult, which mm-hmm. is huge. And so they're working really hard to get the court to make a different decision. And it's great commentary, I think, on the justice system that we have now. Exactly. And how so yeah. many kids are thrown into these situations that make them mm-hmm. you know, worse people, mm-hmm. and they may not have been that way otherwise. What did you guys think about the whole court situation in this episode? Yeah, I never thought about it before. Now I feel so bad for all these kids that are you know, going to jail, and maybe we should twice if it's some little crime maybe you know they don't really need to go there but I thought it was such a powerful scene and Jackson mm-hmm. did an amazing job with his speech I was so moved by it and just very impressed mm-hmm. yeah I was just saying how I thought it was cool because it shows kind of maybe why Jackson is in the mm-hmm. field he's in he can he feels he can really you know help avoid what he went through to anyone that yeah. needs the help mm-hmm. and so I thought that that was very cool and that scene was very powerful and how he said you're a perpetrator or you're a victim in jail like you're mm-hmm. one or the other mm-hmm. and he said no one should have to make that choice mm-hmm. so I think that speaks a lot about the show and a lot of the topics that are discussed yeah, exactly exactly no even like what you were saying about how it gives us an insight to the court system even like seeing that Jackson had to tell Marie, Marina, or mm-hmm. Marianne, Marina yeah Marina, Marina. Um, like we need to humanize him shows us how quickly it is for just somebody in court to dehumanize him like we see them in the news we see like these names pass so and so killed so and so so and so is got caught with like weed or something and it's like oh okay put him in jail like they did a crime but you don't realize that like that's a person and they're gonna have to um, oh, I got passionate about that. They're going to have to suffer like through that and see that. And I love, like you were saying, I love that this show took that, especially with everything going on right now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, hey, 
even though you might just see these names on the news, you might just see them on articles that pop up online, like, this is a human, they're going to go through all these crappy things that might make them into someone worse, but if we treat them like humans when they're in court, they might actually get a chance to live again. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you 100%. And what's so sad is when we see the flashbacks with the boys and Quitman, you just have to think, like, what if they had lawyers like Jackson? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What exactly. if they had people who could have helped them? They didn't have that, so mm-hmm. their lives were completely different. Mm-hmm. And just, yeah. Nick, I want to ask you, uh, this is such a character-driven show. Mm-hmm. What do you think about these side stories that we get that add to the characters that we see? Like like the court case, for instance. Yeah, I love it because I think it enhances it enhances the show and it gives us the world around the show and it tells us why all the characters are doing what they're doing and I just think the writers are so good at developing characters and developing the story and really giving the actors something to sink our teeth into and and it just builds the whole world and I think it really informs the actions and the motives of all the characters. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I love about this show. Mm-hmm. I'm so glad they put so much thought into the backstory mm-hmm. and the side stories mm-hmm. and not just the plot, the plot, the plot. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Because exactly. even from the first episode, you're like, I feel like I know these people so much yeah. and all they went through. Like, I need I need to know. I need to It's funny, too, because I actually wrote when we were watching, I go, is this Troy case, you know, going to be relevant in the long run? But then I realized, you know, this was just kind of to build off Jackson's story mm-hmm. and how he is as a person. And I thought it was kind of cool how we got to see Marina a little more because mm-hmm. yeah. until this episode, like, I mean, we knew it's Jackson's fiance, but you kind of got to see her, like, spunk and her mm-hmm. drive. Exactly. And yeah. she's a strong female character, and yeah. I, I like that, too. I know. I feel like I care for her a little more in the beginning. I'm like, oh, I don't care about her. <laughs> she's, I, just, yeah. she's just we a girl. Kill yeah, I kill her off, you know. <laughs> no. I want him to give it Jesse, but no, I, I like Heartless. her. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I feel mm-hmm. like with this show, we'll see more and more. Like, we'll be, we see Annie. I feel like we'll see more and more layers as the show goes mm-hmm. on. I don't know how mm-hmm. much you can tell us, but. <laughs> Not much. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, I think there's um, a little bit more critique when it comes to the systems in place, especially foster care. That was a big topic mm-hmm. this, this week. And so we see Jackson's looking into the PD case a little bit more, and he needs more evidence to incriminate the warden for his murder so he can go to jail. And while he's looking, he finds no death certificate. He finds no foster um, movement situation. Mm-hmm. And he actually goes to question PD's foster mom at one point. Uh, who tells him her husband went to pick him up one day, he wasn't there, and he accepted money from the warden, basically like Mm -hmm. easy cash, Mm -hmm. to get out of there. That is such a huge critique on... I think there's been so much, um, you know, backlash about the foster care system in this country, and uh, I think it's very interesting that they put that in there because his foster mom even mentioned, you know, we had so many kids already, I thought Mm -hmm. he was better off. And it's already such a sad reality that that is the state of our foster care system. Mm -hmm. But what did you guys think about her role and just the situation of P's foster care history and how that played into the fact that no one knows where he is? It seems Mm -hmm. like no one even cared until now. I know, definitely. If he had parents and didn't have foster parents, then it would have been a different story. I think they would have, you know, tried to keep searching. They wouldn't have accepted, oh, yeah, you know, whatever happened. So that definitely was one important thing. And, yeah, I mean, I've heard some bad things about foster care, about people trying 
trying to get in it just to get money so they don't have to work. And the more kids they have, the better and the more money they make. Oh, and it's just horrible. like, oh, it's mm -hmm. such a shame, you know? Mm -hmm. Another thing with foster care, I feel like this was a big part of the episode because mm -hmm. we find out, I don't know. Gil. Yeah, Gil. Gil uh -huh. I didn't know, I don't know if mm -hmm. this is the first time it was mentioned. I think I so. Think so. Was, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that, again, just the mention of that and now knowing that, it shows so much more about him as a character and maybe why, besides Quitman, right? That's mm -hmm. the name yeah. Quitman, okay. I know, I was struggling last week. For a second I thought it was Whitman, but, okay. <laughs> but you know, maybe this has affected him as well as Quitman did. So mm -hmm. I thought that was an important thing to learn in regards to Gil as a character too. Yeah, Absolutely. it really struck me when she said, oh yeah, the warden gave Chuck or Charlie, whatever his name was, money, and then we were just like, oh, easy cash, we're mm -hmm. done. Like you, were, <laughs> you I, I was like, you were taking care of a child. Like you should have investigated this, found out where he was in the state, at least like gone to make sure he was Someone okay. Someone actually just commented mm -hmm. on the live chat, which oh, is good. a good. Hey, point. Yeah. hey guys, well, it's a good point too about um, when it comes to like these the foster parents. Maybe you know don't know what situation they're in. Sometimes it's easier to just turn the blind eye. You know these people are above you. Mm -hmm. There's really not, you know, d depending on the person, there's not much that they could even do. So sometimes it's true, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. the even though it is sad, mm -hmm. it's sometimes easier to turn. I agree with that. Mm -hmm. and it's I think easier, it, but they shouldn't have done it. I think mm -hmm. it says a lot that the warden paid them off. Oh, yeah. You know, here's a, here's a government figure, an authority figure in mm -hmm. charge that told them to go away. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so Your kid is missing. Bye. I know. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's. I don't think he's missing. I know. Well, yeah, no, he's still not to be determined, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't really figure out what happened to Petey no. yet, so I'm definitely interested. I think we to will. See. Yeah, I think we will. Mm -hmm. I don't think they're gonna tell us. I think we're just supposed to know. Really? I think. I think he's a goner. Poor little yeah, Petey. Yeah. <laughs> good old Petey. Oh, mm -hmm. uh, distant I memory. Hope, I hope we find oh, out a little more though. Like maybe somebody along the way saw his body and reported it and. Guess or we'll have to find yeah, yeah, well, okay, that's predictions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, sorry, We're getting ahead of ourselves <laughs> here, but there's just so much in this episode. Mm. Oh, well, we'll leave that at that for now since we don't know what happened to Petey. Uh, let's talk about kind of what Jessie's role has been and what it's becoming. She's starting to ask more and more questions. Mm -hmm. We see that the detective comes to question her about where Gil was and his van or his truck and all of these things. Of course, she has no idea what's going on now, but now she's putting two and two together and she's realizing, okay, these boys are really hiding something pretty serious. Mm -hmm. uh, where do we see her role right now as we stand? You know, we find out later on, obviously, she, they tell her what's going on because she takes the tape from the safe. So she kind of is very proactive mm -hmm. and she takes the initiative to figure out what's going on because she hates the secrets. So mm -hmm. shout out to her because yeah. I definitely yeah. do the same thing. Mm -hmm. um, what did you guys think about her her taking the initiative to find out what's going on and where do you think that's going to lead as far as her role right now? Do you think she's going to kind of leave it to them? Do you think she's wanting to help or do you think she's scared of getting involved? In mm, she's she's going to get involved. Yeah, I yeah. Definitely. definitely. I think it's good that she's involved. I feel better. I want yeah. Annie to be involved in <laughs> yeah. all the women because they're actually like thinking we're Gil and the guys, they don't care. They'll just run off and shoot someone or whatever. Mm -hmm. So we need them. We need like the voice of reason to be out there helping the guys and, and to save them. I feel like there's going to be some times where they're going to be in some sticky situations and Jesse's going to come or Annie's going to come and I'm yeah. saving the guys, you know? <laughs> yeah, I exactly. think even in the flashbacks, you can tell what kind of girl Jesse is. Mm -hmm. To me, I think she she's not just being nosy. I think, she, you know, she wants to be in there. These mm -hmm. guys are her 
what she considered her best friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, in the flashbacks, you can tell she's just like one of the guys. That armadillo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. She's not afraid to get her hands dirty. So, exactly. so I think she's. Re- I think she's just wanting to help, and she's wanting to be in the loop so she can do as much as she can to help. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. She's definitely gonna get her hands dirty. And yeah. I mean, we even see saw it in a flashback last episode where her and Jackson. Or burying someone. So she's already kind of involved like, without mm-hmm. knowing. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. I think she feels guilty, too. Maybe a part of her feels like it's her fault that they were sent away. Uh, yeah. And, you yeah. know, she the boys didn't get in the car. Uh-huh. She's That's got Yeah, she mentioned, she mentioned that. There's a lot of guilt with the ladies. A lot of guilt, uh-huh. yeah. 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 Really is. yeah. Yeah, both. We, yeah. The guilt thing. That's huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. so we'll talk about that really quick. Um, I think it's very interesting to get Annie's perspective on Gil's murder and the whole situation, the crime that's going on, because she doesn't know anything yet. Right. So going into this completely blind, uh, where is her head at right now? Is she completely just emotional, or do you think she's looking for answers? I think she's both. I I think she's dealing with, the number one, the loss of her husband, Mm -hmm. which is huge, and and she's got a baby on the way. (sighs) I know. So that's a lot to take in and try to figure out how you're going to live your life as a new mom by yourself with no husband who you just lost your husband. He was ripped away from you. That's super violent and horrible emotionally. And I think she's confused because here's this new person, Jackson, that she's never even heard of. And she finds the gun and she's piecing together components of her husband that she didn't know existed. And so I think she's confused and she's looking for answers and She's just trying to deal with this new whirlwind of a horrible situation that she's found herself in. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I think she definitely wants answers, and I think Mm -hmm. she wants to figure out who her husband was and what his past was about because she's realizing she doesn't know what she thought she knew yeah. mm-hmm. about him. And yeah. First of all, you, you were amazing in that mm-hmm. scene. Oh my God. I, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was getting choked, oh, yeah. I was getting choked up. Yeah. The oh, emotions thanks. in that were so real and amazing. And I was just going to say that I think that Annie is going to start trying to dig in kind of like Jessie was. Because, oh, you know, she has all these questions now about her husband and Jackson. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it's only a matter of time before mm-hmm. I think she's going to start and figuring it, some stuff out. And so. Annie's got the attitude. And she's like, I no. Know. Oh, yeah. You're going to tell I me think right Annie now. Annie and Jessie, they are Jessie. not scared. Mm-hmm. They're ready to get right yeah. in there. Exactly. I love that about them. Uh-huh. I love shows that involve strong female characters yeah. and not just always the victim. And you're seeing yeah. you're seeing that so much more in TV now, which I love. I love that a lot. And we saw that in the the wood scene last week with you and Jesse. Mm-hmm. It was, oh, I loved oh, it. And drinking the wine. Drinking the yeah. wine. Yeah. <laughs> edgy, edgy mom. <laughs> yep, yep. Sometimes you just need a little wine. I heard a glass of wine when you're pregnant is Oh, yeah, it's we were okay. all, we're I was good. like freaking out. I was like, can yeah. she have that? Is that okay? And we're like, it's okay. It's a baby it's okay. As long as it's one glass. One glass, exactly. exactly. Oh one glass. Yes. Yeah. So speaking of the friendship between Jesse and Annie, mm-hmm. last week we saw that Annie is very pro Jackson Jesse. Yeah, she wants Jesse to pursue that um, true love, mm-hmm. and in this in this episode, we see Jesse go to talk to Jackson after she's questioned by the detective, and she finally gets to meet Marina, the oh, fiance. Awkward. Let's talk tension. about that tension, there people, because it was there. Marina knew what was up. Yeah, that's all yeah. I'm gonna you say. think so? Uh-huh. I feel like that's a woman's instinct. You can see oh, it yeah. in her eyes. Yeah, like, yeah. I know it was acting, but you can totally yes. see it in her eyes. She was like, um, oh, client, huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah. the mm-hmm. way the way that Jesse didn't play it too cool. She was like, 
uh, right? Say? Oh, like, that yeah. hit her hard. Yes. <laughs> you know, Even was like, Jackson oh. said it kind of funny. The way he yeah. said fiance, he was like afraid to say the word. Or something. I thought he wasn't going to say yeah, it. I thought he was going to be like, oh, this is my legal partner. My I was like, excuse me, and, <laughs> and. Like, can we finish that sentence, please? Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. And especially since we know that Jesse has been divorced twice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Two yep. times. I want to know who those guys left. were. I know. Hopefully so we'll get some backstory. I mean, what do we? What does that say about not only her character and kind of her development after Jackson left, but what do you think? I mean, well, what does Annie think, or what would she think <laughs> about this uh, situation with Jackson, who is engaged, and Jesse kind of wondering if she still has feelings? I mean, what is her I take think, on that? I think that Annie can see. That Jesse does still have feelings, um, but Annie also knows Gil, and he—I mm-hmm. mean, he, she knows yeah. their relationship. Um, I think I think Annie just wants her to not leave the rock unturned. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says in that scene, "I'd give anything to be able to talk to Boots again," and I think she just is like, "Talk to the people that are here that are still alive on this earth, and if you have unfinished business, take care, take care of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talk mm-hmm. to him and." You need to figure it out. I think she I think she can see that Jesse's a little tortured and she wants her to at least address it, at least talk to him and figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know what? I completely agree, agree with you and I have to say as much as I love Gil, I don't think Jesse is 100% with him. No. Mm-mm. I think maybe she has been in a series of bad relationships. Mm-hmm. She was close to Gil. He's there. He's convenient. He's her friend. Um, I'd hate to see Gil's heart broken over the mm-hmm. heart broken over this, but I just know it's coming. I think, I think she. You can tell she has a very deep love for yeah, him. I just don't cares. know if it's that passion. It's mm-hmm. not the it's the passionate in love. Mm-hmm. You know, you can tell how much she like all the guys. I feel like she has loves them all a lot. But yeah, I don't see the passionate. You know, you can see her around Jackson. She gets a little oh, yeah. like flustered, mm-hmm. yep. and I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. Mm-hmm. It's definitely cool their relationships, and just going off of that, I liked uh, the little parts that we got of Sean this week. Yeah. I think yeah. Sean's uh-huh. a, a solid character. I, I think he's okay. level-headed. He's just edgy enough to go and do the <laughs> you know the hardcore yeah. stuff yeah. he needs to do, but he still keeps it. it up. Uh-huh. Yeah, he keeps yeah, yeah. a, a level head. Uh, so we got to see flashbacks of him and when he first moved to the town, mm-hmm. and he had a really hard time. Uh, I'm getting that it was maybe racism. Yeah, stuff yeah. from racism. Uh-huh. What did you guys mm-hmm. think about that commentary? Yeah, no, I definitely thought that. Um, and it was so cute because Gil was the only one mm. who would, like, welcome him into his home and, and become friends with him. And it, it kind of shows how they have stretched, they have such a strong friendship because of that. Mm. And now Sean is kind of like the glue that holds mm-hmm. everyone together. He keeps Jackson, you know, on their side and, and wanting them to work together. And then as far as Gil calms him down, make sure he doesn't do anything too crazy. So it, it was so cute that they, you know, show that. Yeah, and with the flashback and with just Sean in this episode, it kind of shows he's kind of the ride-or-die friend, you know? Mm -hmm. He... Even if he doesn't agree with something, he has your back, and I think that I think it really showed how strong of a friendship definitely Gil and Sean because Jackson's been a little out of the picture for yeah. a while, but it shows their friendship. You know, he was there, and I think it was when they talked to Jackson. He's like, Sean, are you something about? It? He's like, No, but I had his back. You know, mm-hmm. I'm there. I helped him. You know, like a friend yeah. thing. You bury the body. I helped him yep. bury the body. Yep. There's some, there's some yeah, I got you. There's yeah. some friendship <laughs> totally. about that. And I think uh-huh. that's, that was good how they yeah. tied back that how, you know, Gil was his first friend. And that just shows how strong and everything they've been through together. They're 
bond will be unbroken. Exactly. I know. Yeah. I know. They have a, uh-huh. a friend that will help you bury the body. Yeah. Or there we go. There's, there's a quote. There's a friend quote. there. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. But even not only showing him Gil and Sean's friendship, but I think we even see Sean's persistence. And when he really wants a thing, it's going to happen. He got turned down by so many people. My heart was breaking watching those scenes. Mm-hmm. But he was like, I'm going to make a friend by the end of this day, like, regardless of what's going to happen. And I think that persistence is going to help them along with the, like, figuring out how they're going to get the warden to yeah. confess to everything. And the end, too, mm-hmm. the way I loved seeing Sean reach out to your character. I thought that was mm-hmm. so sweet. Yeah. And I didn't know who he was calling, but... I was. I thought that was a nice little interaction because you guys mm-hmm. kind of had this yeah. unspoken understanding of yeah. how you were feeling. Yeah, I think it's nice that those two people can come together and miss someone that was dear to them both. You mm-hmm. know, he was Boots was right there with mm-hmm. Sean and Gil and a part of that posse, mm-hmm. and obviously Annie misses Boots dearly, and so here two people can come together and connect. On someone that. Um, just feel each other's pain. Will Annie and Sean get together? Oh! <laughs> well, you know what? Sean was the main person consoling Annie at the hospital. Yeah. That's true. That's true. <laughs> We're going to put... No. I think nothing. I actually am not going to lie. When that phone conversation was happening, that someone asked that, but that kind of crossed my mind Maybe. for a second. Yeah. It really did. All his ladies were calling him. All his ladies were calling him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Annie is like, no, no, no. And he was like, Annie, I don't let's talk. There's something about a pregnant girl. I don't think anything's going to happen, though. No, judging from your reaction, I know you can't, you know, say anything, but I think it's going to be a no. I don't think anything's going to happen there. Guys, we'll have to. I know, we'll have to. watch. Either way, it's nice to see their relationship. Yeah, definitely. Yes, we can We can wait and hope and whatever. We'll see. So I think the last huge, huge thread in this episode was Gil and Bobby. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. Gil. Yeah. Those scenes mm. were intense. Mm-hmm. So we finally see Gil decides to go back to Bobby's little fish house at the marina. <laughs> um, That's and what it's called. Yeah. Uh-huh. I don't know. Fish house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he wants to confront him <laughs> since their last, you know, conferta- confrontation with the other guys. He wants to go solo dolo with the gun. Mm-hmm. He wants answers. Mm-hmm. We find out that Gil actually doesn't remember much from the warden's parties, yeah, which was, is so unbelievably tragic. Even though, I mean, it would probably be traumatizing to remember everything, it's still mm-hmm. maybe even worse to not remember. Yeah. But he knows that Bobby was there. A lot so, of victims block it out. They, yeah. That's the only yeah. way they're able to move forward. Exactly. And we also mm-hmm. find out that he took pills. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. So what do you guys think about all of those scenes with those two characters? And also... I mean, Bobby gives a oh, confession. Yeah. He was involved, and he lied about it mm-hmm. on the tape. So what do you think that's Well, first of all, I just have to say, Gil came in real hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, but I also wanted to say, just before we all start commenting on it, Michael Raymond, the actor. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, the range casting. of emotion that he showed in this episode when he was crying, when he was angry, it was just I just had to say something about that because mm. I thought that was incredible. It was. But definitely. Now, no. now we can comment. <laughs> yeah, no. I, I thought it was extremely powerful. And 
I was getting so angry when he was when Gil was getting upset and looking down and holding his gun down. I'm like, no, you cannot <laughs> do that. You have to hold, keep, <laughs> keep holding that gun, gun up. Uh-huh. So it, it kind of was his fault in the end that um, he came after him because you you can't put your gun down after you've been holding your gun to his head, but you just see all the pain that he's mm-hmm. going through and. As much as I really kind of don't want to know what happened, I feel like as the show progresses, mm-hmm. we're going to find out more and more about that night, and we probably will find out about the others that this has happened mm-hmm. to as yeah. well and, and really dig very deep into that. Mm-hmm. I honestly don't think that Gil went in with the intention of killing him. I know that mm-hmm. might be like a... I don't, no, think, so. I don't think so either. But I think mm-hmm. what really drew him over the edge, because we see like a um, gajillion gunshots at the end, was when he mentioned the photos. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what drew him, where he was like, okay, you know what? I don't care. Screw you. I'm mm-hmm. killing you because that is disgusting. And I agree 100%. All the I shame thought, is going to come back mm-hmm. to him. Yeah, like I that. thought uh-huh. that's what drew him to actually kill him was he was straight up just tormenting him. And mm-hmm. I was dis- I was so disgusted and cringing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The way he was, it was just, I have, oh my God, ew, written down. <laughs> I just I thought know. it was awful. Mm-hmm. That's so sick. And the fact that he was potentially going to get away with everything yeah. that he did, ugh, mm-hmm. it's so disturbing. Like, how often does this actually happen in real life? I hope not much. Yeah. But it's pretty realistically written, I think. What do you Mm -hmm. think about just these experiences that Gil is now having, and how do you think that's going to affect him moving forward if he does start to remember these things, if, God forbid, he sees the photos that were taken? I mean, what's going through Gil's mind right now, in your opinion? I think he's tormented. Mm -hmm. He, just like you guys said, he knows horrible things happen and he remembers some of them but he doesn't remember anything which is almost worse because what does that mean yeah. but he he's got this rage this anger inside of him that it comes from somewhere and I think he he doesn't know how to contain it I don't think he knows what to do with it it's he, he's just like dynamite yeah that's exactly yeah. literally exploding out here and there and yeah, how do you sleep at night knowing that these things happen to you? And I feel so bad. Also, I think one part, too, that made him freak out was the pictures of him smiling and oh, stuff. Yeah. Because to him, he's probably now feeling like he did something maybe wrong. Exactly. Like, was I enjoying mm-hmm. it? Was I, whatever was happening, I thought that kind of hit him, too. Mm-hmm. The guy's like, oh, you don't remember. Yeah, we, you know, I don't know. That whole scene was just very heartbreaking. I thought because you see Gil angry all the time and you really see him just broken, I thought. Exactly. And I it was but I was so proud of him for telling Jesse he finally oh, Yes. I, I felt like mm-hmm. he was worried like, oh if he knows, you know, I was raped or whatever happened, she might not want to be with me anymore. And I was so proud of him for stepping forward and saying something to her. And he really needs to talk to someone. He needs therapy. Mm-hmm. Totally. He needs yeah. her. That's yeah. what's gonna get rid of all this anger. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have a little bit of a side topic. Um, a really good friend of mine who's an extraordinary comedic actor, his name, his name is Amir Talai, has a campaign that he's launched three years ago that's coming up on May 1st called Therapy Helped. Mm-hmm. And it's the hashtag, hashtag Therapy Helped, to destigmatize therapy and yeah. talking yeah, about wow, therapy that's because awesome. it's so uh-huh. important. And it's, I, I think every person on this planet could benefit yeah. from therapy. Yeah. <laughs> I've been yeah. through tons of it personally mm-hmm. and I, I, it helps me in my life. And I think it's important that we start to talk about it and we start to take the negative stigma yeah. out of it. So jump online, Google <laughs> hashtag therapy helped. He's got a thunderclap page. Um, and you can join your support and it basically just helps spread the word. It doesn't cost anything. You just, you know, get connected on Facebook and Twitter and, and help to, 
to destigmatize it because yeah. it's important. I think that's a great that's point. Great. Definitely, they see that with Gil's character. He's ashamed, embarrassed, totally. when it's all it takes is just, you know, getting the help that you need mm-hmm. and realizing that other people are going mm-hmm. through the same exact thing. Exactly. But everyone does. It, there's a stigma around certain things that no one wants to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Especially so, as yeah. a man. You yes. always hear the oh my woman, gosh. you know. Mm-hmm. So, it's always women, it's always women, but it yeah. does happen to men too. And totally. And seeing that he's finally opened up. I think not only is it going to create obviously more story for him as a character but I think even people watching it yeah. like if a man has been raped and he's watching the show I think that'll even give him incline to you know dang it I need to talk to someone right totally, now. Totally. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's like you know mental health is such a it's so important. It's it it, it affects everything. Mm-hmm. It affects our relationships. Mm-hmm. It affects our physical mm-hmm. health. We have no problems talking about our physical health and we talk about our diets and our yeah. supplements and our exercise regimes and the doctors we're seeing no one wants to talk about their therapist yeah. or, you know, yeah. God forbid. Yeah, yes. totally. You're, you're the exactly. crazy one, which yeah. I just think is not true. Not exactly. Like I was saying, we all come mm-hmm. from somewhere and, and we're... And exactly. And don't you even feel like some of your acting training was kind oh of like gosh. therapy, oh, depending yeah. on totally. what technique you worked with? And Absolutely. Teachers. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it's so... I mean... I wouldn't be able to do the acting work that I do without that therapy knowledge because what I do as an actor is break down people and yeah. break down emotions and break down where where is this character and what has she been through and what influences where she's at now and that's all thanks to the work that I've done in therapy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's awesome. I think, it's, I think it's super important. Yes. Well, I, agree. I 100% support therapy in mm-hmm. any case. Mm-hmm. If you're out there and you need help, talk to someone. Don't let yeah. it torment mm-hmm. you. Yeah. So last but not least... The warden. Mm, he goes to Bobby's boathouse in the marina, and he does not find him. He doesn't know. We find out that the guys hid the body, as you mentioned earlier. That's going to open a, a huge can of worms. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, let's go get into some predictions and talk about what we think is coming. We never know, but we're going to figure it out. And now, your After Buzz TV predictions. Open floor. You want to go first? We can go across? I don't want to go first. I'll go. <laughs> No. I don't have any. Just right now, I didn't didn't have time to fully think it through. But I have like a couple things that I think I do think that Annie, the character of Annie, is going to find out more. I think she's gonna get more involved with each episode, and we're gonna see more of her. I think. Well, I, what I really want to know. This isn't a prediction. What? Did the warden take off his phone? Yeah. Yes. Was that, his, that was weird. Cards yeah. Yeah. Can't be tracked, Some, I think. Something weird with that. But yeah, I don't, nothing, oh, and something bad's going to happen with Marina. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He might be hiding in the basement. I think I think he put something in the exactly. basement, like a, I don't know. Something. Something. Yeah, but something. yeah. yeah I don't have any in-depth ones, but. Mm-hmm. Someone else. Mm-hmm. else. I mean, I kind of. Or did you? Were you? Oh, okay, no, I'm going. Um, I yeah, exactly. I think something's gonna happen to Marina, and I think even her. Something's happening to her, and not knowing why it's happening to her mm-hmm. is what's gonna draw her and Jackson apart. Because we even yeah. see in the preview there was like a little tension between them. So I, I mean, Marina's gone. I Jess know. is coming in. I'm still <laughs> voting for that. Totally yeah. seeing that. And I think Dennis, not to be completely negative tonight, but I think Dennis is going to lose his church and everything that's Aww. going on. I mean, it's been ticking and ticking since the last episode. I think if it doesn't happen this next one, it's going to happen in the one right after that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they might kidnap Marina or something. And 
or who knows, maybe her and Jesse get all the girls, and Jackson's got to be like, because I think he would have left it alone, but I think now he's got to be like, okay, I yeah, need to save back her. In. I agree. I'm back in, you know, mm-hmm. you got my girl, I got to come back for her, you know? I agree. I'm. That is true. I do think now that those pictures happened that Jackson has to be in. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think he's he has another rogue. option in his head. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah, going rogue. <laughs> There's no turning back at this point for Plus, any yeah. of the characters. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and yeah. oh, this is off topic too a little bit, but the pictures, I feel like he was just kind of saying that they have pictures. Would they actually take pictures of the boys? Because if anyone found those pictures... I think they're creepy enough to they do would that. Be, no, I think they, they, they definitely, they think definitely they took them, and they're mm. somewhere, and it's we're going to find out. Yeah. Disturbing, yeah. disturbing. Mm-hmm. I think so too. Okay, well, we wrapped that up. We talked about what we think is going to happen, so let's get to our Fun special time. <laughs> so just starting off, I really want to know about your starting point in this. I mean, did you always want to get into film and TV, or did you have different career aspirations when you were a little kid? I mean, how did you really go about that? I majored in musical theater in college, mm-hmm. and I grew up singing and dancing. I grew up gymnast also, competitive gymnast, and my mom was the junior choir director at our church, so I was always in all the like church you know, Christmas programs and stuff. Um... So I majored in musical theater in college. Uh, always knew that I really wanted to do film and TV, but I'm from Colorado, and that seemed so far out of reach. I didn't know anybody that did it. But if I said I wanted to do theater and Broadway, that was more accessible, and people understood, oh, yeah, we understand stage. Um, so I did that, and then, uh, let's see, I did a national tour of a musical for a year, uh, which was super fun and awesome. And we finished the tour in L.A. and San Diego. So I got to spend six weeks at the end of the tour in Southern California and realized nice. that I really wanted to yeah. move to L.A. And that mm-hmm. film and TV was where my heart was. And so I moved here and I lived here for eight years and was pursuing film and TV. And, and it's, it's hard here. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the competition is no joke yeah. <laughs> yeah. in L.A. Um, and, I, you know, I was working my day jobs and I would get acting roles here and there and taking my acting classes. And um, I did I do stunt work also because mm-hmm. of my gymnastics background. And I had an opportunity to go to Atlanta and work on The Walking Dead. So cool. Doing stunt work, Ridiculous. being a stunt zombie, which is awesome. so fun. <laughs> like, so cool. Amazing. And so uh, I, I went to Atlanta and I did the stunt work there and, and figured out that so many of my friends, particularly in the stunt community, had moved there. And there was so much being filmed there, film and TV-wise. And talked to a bunch of friends and ended up talking to producers and just a bunch of people who said, you should move here. (laughs) And so I did. Mm -hmm. Leap of faith, packed up my stuff, quit my day job and moved to Atlanta. And um, yeah, and I ended up booking this show from Atlanta. That's awesome. I I think they didn't know, the show didn't know how big the character of Annie was going to be, which I think is why they cast it locally and they Mm -hmm. didn't bring someone in from L.A. Um, and they loved my work in the pilot. And this character is just one I can sink my teeth into. And I did. And I think they saw that and liked it. And, and David Hudgens, who's the creator and the writer, wrote Annie in, That's which is awesome. really cool. <laughs> it's like dream come true. Oh, look at you. <laughs> so much talent. They had to write it in. Oh. How, how long, have you, been, how long awesome. have you been living in Atlanta? I've been in Atlanta for about a year and a half. Oh, wow. So that move, that was a great move to make. It got you the show. It was. Amazing. Yeah, it was. I just knew, you know, sometimes your gut just is like screaming out that you have to do something. And people thought I was insane. (laughs) I was like, (laughs) I 
<laughs> so many of my friends and family like thought I'd fallen off the deep end. And, and I said, no, 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 just wait. I, I know, I know this is right. Yeah. I yeah. know this is where I need to go. And yeah. Well, speaking on that, was there one role in particular that you can think of, even if it's this one, that really made you think, I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. This is my calling. Um, I've always known. Mm-hmm. I just have always known. I mean, this role for sure. And it's so funny. I knew even before this role, you know, in LA, I was going out for co-star roles, which are the small, like, yeah. you know, one-line roles. And I, my manager and I kind of like butting heads because I said... I'm just not that actress. Yeah. I I I know that my first big thing is going to be a bigger media role and it's going to be a drama and I just knew it and he was like, "Yeah, but you got to start somewhere and you got to book five co-stars before you can move up." And I was like, <laughs> "I just think you're wrong." <laughs> totally. Yeah. I just I just knew. I just knew that that drama was where I would end up really like Mm-hmm. breaking in I guess yeah that's so inspiring and thank you for following your heart yeah such a good example for others mm-hmm. yeah. can we thank dig you. in a yeah. little bit to the audition process of what it was yeah. like yeah yeah totally um well in Atlanta most of the auditions you do are self-tape uh which oh, I oh, actually love I think it's fantastic because I can do them on my own schedule oh. I'll get an email from my agent yeah. that you have an audition mm-hmm. and it's due in two days by four o'clock great, I've got two days, I can do it at midnight if I want to do it, I can do it in 10 minutes, whenever. So I love that. Um, so this was one of those auditions. I was working on a show in Louisiana at the time, doing some stunt work there, and I, the audition came in, and so uh, my boyfriend at the time and I drove back from Louisiana early to put it on tape, and I was exhausted because we'd kind of driven through the night, and I was like, well, it kind of works for this character. Yeah. I mean, she's <laughs> Pregnant, tired. Totally. Yeah. She's pregnant. She's tired. Her <laughs> husband. At the, at the audition scene they gave me was um, when he's, we're at the hospital and he's just been stabbed and I, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what's going on and it's just a mess. And I had that and then I had the scene when he's leaving for work. Mm-hmm. So I had the two contrasting like, everything's great. Yeah. The, you know what? <laughs> yeah. Everything's horrible. Yeah. And so, you know, I put them on tape and, and forgot about it just like you do and uh, got the call from my agent that I had a callback for it an in-person callback and I was like oh that's awesome and I had to like look it up on my computer (laughs) which one was this again I you know uh, and I saw pilot for NBC and I'm like my heart starts to flutter (gasps) and I see guest star possible recurring and my heart starts to like get really excited Uh Um, but it it was one that I I loved I loved the scenes for I I could just drop into the character easily. Yeah. And so the in-person callback, um, I went in and it was David Hudgens and the director of the pilot, Niels, in the room, and the casting director, Mark Finn Cannon, and it just went really well. Really well. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I could tell, like, you know, I finished the first finished the first scene, which was the, like, casual scene, and they said, okay, now how about the second one? And I took a moment and did the work I needed to do to get to where I needed to be and did the scene, and I finished, and... I remember David and Niels both like, oh, so oh. clutching their chests. Oh my gosh. And Niels oh. said, "Can you do it again?" Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. gosh! Got it. Yeah, I can. <laughs> That's yeah. crazy. Did, did you like in your so. gut when you found out you got this? This is a huge network drama. Were you just I like this like, is incredible? 
bouncing off the walls. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so excited. So excited. But then, you know, you never know if it's going to get picked up and if it's going to go to series. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know how much my character would be in it. So I was just thrilled to book the pilot. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, you know, did that. That was amazing. And then my mom happened to be in Atlanta when we found out that we got picked oh. up. Oh, and my so gosh. Celebration. Totally, oh, totally. So like, there's sort of dorky that's pictures of perfect. me online in my T-shirt, like, celebrating. Yes. <laughs> that you got to so call your mom first, of course. Oh, totally. That is so yeah. great. Now, yeah. you do stunt work, like you were saying as I well. Do. Not only acting, we have a clip of ah! some of your stunt work. Your real, I think you said from 2009. 2009. Yes. This is a really old yeah. stunt demo. Let's see it. Ah! Little clip. I know, I'm very impressed. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Now Here this is impressive. Okay. This is the real deal. Oh my god. So you yeah. definitely <laughs> are very experienced uh-huh. in stunt work. Yeah. Um, just look at you. Yeah. So, funny. so, yeah. so uh-huh. what makes you wake up one day and say, "I want to do stunt work"? I mean, you get so many bruises and scrapes. I mean, does it have anything to do with your background in gymnastics? Yeah, that's totally why. Yeah, I grew up a gymnast, and so I, um, I was working at Six Flags in Denver. Six Flags Elitch Gardens, singing and dancing. And uh, I had some friends that were in the Batman stunt show. And so I went and I watched the Batman stunt show. And I was like, that looks awesome. Yeah. <laughs> that looks that like so much fun. Well, I can totally do that. Awesome. And then I found out they were getting paid more than I was getting paid. Oh, and I was like, like, well, it sounds like stunt work is what I need to be doing. Right. And, and That's so, crazy. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then kind of, I know we talked about stunt work, but you did mention a lot about character description and how you had to get into the role for the audition and stuff. Mm-hmm. What did you write, what did you add to Annie that really helped you engage that character that maybe the directors and the writers didn't mention in the original character description? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, wow, I don't know. Um, I I feel like the writers are so good, and what they have written is just so informed. Um, I really just delved into where, where Annie would be with a baby on the way, and her husband in this situation and she's lost her husband and she doesn't know who he was. And, uh, I don't, I don't really know. I mean, I just put myself in that position. How would I feel if I had a baby coming? That's scary. Mm -hmm. Having a baby coming is scary when your husband is alive and well, Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. let alone your husband's been murdered. But before that he was arrested because he beat up a guy on the street, (laughs) which is so out of character of, Oh, anything yeah. I've ever known that he would do and I I think she's just yeah. 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 her world has been upended well what whatever you, you did <laughs> whatever you did you yeah. killed it yeah. you are perfect exactly. for that role I think we can all agree that you're amazing and we cannot wait Thanks. to see what yes. else is in store for Annie this season thank so you. thank you guys so much for tuning in to our oh. recap tonight <laughs> with special guest Nikki You can catch up with all of us on Twitter and Instagram. Keep the conversation going. I am your host, Miera Jennings, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Miera Jennings. Thanks, guys. And you can find me, Leslie Embrys, at In Less Than No Time on Twitter. You can find me at underscore Abby Vega on Twitter and Instagram. 
And I'm Nikki Preston, Nikki Preston TV. And Nikki. And Nikki Tomlinson, at Nikki Tomlinson on Twitter and at Nikki Tomlinson LA on Instagram. Well, we hope to have you back. Thank yeah, you guys I'd so much. Back. Bye, guys. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.